Next on BYU Sports Nation, the madness reigns at an all-time high. How does the nationwide bracket decimation affect BYU? Should BYU quarterbacks be tackled in spring ball, and does the new offense need a nickname? Kyle Collinsworth gets his first NBA start, plus the Hannah Monster goes deep for the Chicago Cubs. And, yeah, let's name that BYU football offense. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Back to work on a Monday. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your March 19th. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, alongside antique bobblehead collector, Jerem Jordan. I guess we got one. You got one from uh, Athletics. Uh, Cosmo from baseball. They gave this out over the weekend. And he's wearing my favorite BYU baseball uniform, gray with the navy blue pinstripes. It looks great. Doesn't it? I think it looks so good that we should put yeah, it up front do- and center. He's doing the uh, He's doing the Y. He's got the Y. Right nice. Careful with the bat. That's the thing that usually breaks off first, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to center this. I'm excited <laughs> to watch this. Because you're still plugged in, yeah. Wasn't there that? We hey, hey, I'm. Can ready we call to go, him? Man. Can we call him Cosmito? I'm ready to go. Let's call him Cosmito because he's little Cosmo. Why Cosmito? Because he's little Cosmo. Ito makes it little. Oh, so, I had no co- idea. I didn't know that. Cosmito. Yeah. Is that a Portuguese thing or a Spanish thing or both? It's both. Yeah. <laughs> Cosmito. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair enough. He has a name now. <laughs> yeah, it's Cosmito. <laughs> You're the bobblehead collector, right? I'm not. I have one in my office. Of? Nelson Cruz. Oh, that's right. Nelson Cruz. Seattle Mariners. I knew it was a Mariners one. If you could have any bobblehead out there, which would it be? Greg Rubel's. He has a bobblehead. that's right. I want a bobblehead. That'd be awesome. I hear they're pretty expensive to create. I know. Maybe one day. (laughs) Maybe if we get to 10 years of this show, we'll get a bobblehead. (laughs) Yeah, we're coming out on five. We got a ways to go. The man. Siamese twin looking. We one. got we got a ways to go. Yeah. What a weekend! Rise and shout! It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Well beyond madness, for the first time ever, all top four seeds in a 16-team NCAA tournament basketball region lose in the opening rounds. Thank you, South Region which also presented one of the greatest upsets in all of sport. The 16-seed UMBC Retrievers, stunning top-seed Virginia, bringing experts in the sports world to a new level of befuddlement. The chaos continued through the night. Top-seed Xavier, gone. North Carolina, see you later. Michigan State, Cincinnati, Tennessee, bye, bye. Yeah, you're all donezo, and it's a beautiful thing. Jerem, how would you best describe the status of your NCAA tournament brackets? Fledgling, uh, 21 of 32 in the first round, 7 of the Sweet 16, which is meh. I love it. On Friday, I said a 16 would never be to 1, and I'm so happy to be wrong. It was so fun to watch your boys from the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, beat Virginia, who you had going all the way. I'm so sorry. No, hey, but I don't even it care. Was, it was awesome, right? Like, this tournament's been fantastic. Loyola Chicago, Sister Jean leading the charge. Uh, Nevada, Florida State, and company. It's the Zags back in the Sweet 16. Awesome. Also, I the way this. these teams are doing it. Nevada down by 22. Incredible. Incredible. Really fun to watch, right? 
Even a mountain, I rooted for a Mountain West team, albeit an adopted Mountain West team. Yeah, they have been in the Mountain West for what, like six years? A few years. Five, yeah. six years. Yeah, BYU left and Utah left and TCU left. And there were some openings there for Boise State and Utah State and Nevada. My brackets are an absolute embarrassment. <gasps> 22 out of 32 in the second round. Seven of the Sweet 16. And I couldn't be more happy and entertained about it. There is more parity in college basketball than ever before. I mean, the margin between Team 1 and Team 68 that get into the field really is closer than it's ever been. I thought UMBC, I'm like, whoa, what's their RPI? 118. Like, not that bad, right? Why are, why are they a 16, then? Exactly. Wait, are they 118 now or before the game? Before the game. Interesting. Before the game. <laughs> Were they misseeded? That's, that's what I brought up. Or are the teams, because they're working so much harder to, like, seed the teams appropriately and, and bring the best 68 teams into the field other than conference champions. Right. I think there's well, just the more parity. 40 or whatever. Best 44 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's more parity. Gone are the days of all one and two seeds making the final four. Yeah. yeah that hasn't happened in a long time. Uh, Gonzaga beat Ohio State, Spencer, Saturday to advance to its fourth straight Sweet 16, eighth in program history. Clockwork. Whew. How much does Gonzaga making a run in the NCAA tournament help BYU in any way? It helps BYU financially, first and foremost. Give me that money. Yeah. Give all the teams in the West Coast Conference a cut of that money that Gonzaga is working hard for. So, yeah, the immediate help is in dollar signs. Honestly, I feel like Gonzaga making another deep run in the tournament only solidifies the West Coast Conference stand of, look, the model is continuing to work. You're in the West Coast Conference. You went to the national championship last year. Now Gonzaga will probably make another run to the Final Four. I'm with you. It helps BYU financially. Let's talk about that. An estimated $1.7 million per unit in any game. Gonzaga's going to play at least three games. That means $510,000 for BYU because you go the total, 1.7 times 3, $5.1 million, divided by 10. So every, everybody gets $510,000. So half a million dollars to BYU because Gonzaga won two games and will play in a third. And it will keep going if they keep winning. Last year was awesome. I, I don't know how this affects kind of the Zags to the Mountain West because it is working. But I, I don't know that Gonzaga feels like it's not working. I think they're, they may be just tired of split revenue. WCC, by the way, just hired a new commissioner like moments ago. Oh, yes, and from money, the Pac-12, money the can be negotiated, especially when there's a transition. Right. But are they just tired of small gyms and uh, smaller situations? The Mountain West, bigger gyms. I don't know that it's a bigger situation. Is it a multi-bid league if they're in there? Yeah, probably. Is it better for BYU if Gonzaga stays in the West Coast Conference? I don't think so, frankly. I think that BYU would be in a better spot to make the NCAA tournament. Is that the point? What is the point of BYU basketball? It's to make the NCAA tournament. Clearly. What is the point of BYU football? Win 10 games, be ranked, and uh, push the national envelope. Not in my opinion. It's to be on ESPN currently. Oh. BYU values being on ESPN okay. more Sorry. than it values being in a what conference. What they want to become is a team that wins 10 programs right. and is ranked. Right. Yeah. I, I think the point of BYU football right now is to be on ESPN. I think the point of BYU basketball is to get to the tourney. That's why there's so much angst right now. Can you feel it? I know BYU's winning a bunch, but why is it angsty? Because BYU's not in the dance. Uh, yeah, BYU Three football coming off a 4-9 and nine season. And in, well, spring football, by in spring football right now, practice number seven today. Mm-hmm. Recently, the Cougars put on the pads for full-speed drills and scrimmaging, including the quarterbacks 
in live action getting hit. Head coach Kalani Satake explains why he's okay with the quarterbacks taking some spring hits. They really need to get hit, you know, and um, can't protect them all the time. So I think the best way to protect them in the program is to let them get hit and, and uh, have them compete that way. Otherwise, it's, I don't know how it can be a fair competition if you don't put them in the, in the live situation. Jerem Jordan, is it a good idea to have the BYU quarterbacks taking live reps and hits in spring football? I think it depends on the quarterback. Is it a proven guy? If so, he doesn't need to get hit. Does BYU have a proven guy is the question. You could argue with Tanner Mangum. 2015, Tanner Mangum is proven. 2017, maybe not so much. He's hurt. So who's the next guy? Bo Hodge. He seems capable. I like Bo. I, I like his game. Let's look at how he's played, okay? Started two games last year, threw a total of 39 passes, 49% completion rate, not good, two touchdowns, three picks, okay? We think that Bo Hodge is better than those numbers. I don't know that he needs a live rush, though. Is he proven? Not really, based on those numbers. But I think he's proven enough to where, okay, he had a concussion or two, he, he had a foot injury. I'm not sure that he needs live reps. However, in the battle for the next guy, the other guy, in, in what it looks to maybe be Zach Wilson versus Joe Critchlow, yes, I think they need the live reps. The situation has forced the hand of the coaches. How so? If you have seven guys in a room, a new offense, a new six offensive right now, coordinator, right? six, a new quarterback's coach, and everyone has a clean slate, how are you going to judge one quarterback against the next without seeing them under duress? I, I think yeah, it, when it's, a you, it's a necessary evil. It's a necessary evil. you do it now because if you get hurt in fall camp, it's different than getting hurt now. If you sprain your MCL or something now, you can be ready by fall. Yes, agreed. Okay, you've got to make them uncomfortable to see who can rise to the top. The cream will rise, and you've got to put them through some, through some duress to figure that out. So I think it's a good idea. Absolutely. Hey, a, f- a few years ago, offense coordinator Robert and I labeled BYU's offense go fast, go hard. Oh, how could anyone us. forget? We don't want to talk about that. New, uh, now in 2018, with a new OC, Jeff Grimes, does the new O need a nickname? Do you have a name for this offense yet? Um, still working on that. <laughs> does that mean there will be one? Um, we're working on it. Ha, 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 ha. Spencer, does the new BYU offense need a nickname? Simple answer. No. <laughs> but you know what I want it to be named, Jerem? What? Successful. Good. Productive. How about better than UMass? That's a really low standard. <laughs> better than UMass? Come on, man. <laughs> what? That's what came to mind. Like, what are you going to name the offense? Uh, how about better than UMass? It's a complete miscalculation of what happened. Yeah, well, guess what, Robert? And I I was right in that situation, and you were wrong, man. (sighs) But Dr. Bob went to a bowl game. (laughs) I don't think it needs a nickname. (laughs) No, they don't need a name. Tell me Chip Kelly's uh, spread. The offenses. Spread. Not the formation, the name. That's all we know, right? Spread. What's Tom Brady's offense called? Efficient pattern of efficiency. Nobody cares. Throw it to undersized white receivers. Winning a lot of games. That's what Tom Brady's offense is called. It doesn't have a nickname. There's no need for a nickname. BYU Volleyball might need a nickname after winning 13 matches in a row. 
And the swagger of the win streak, Jerem, has now shown up in the form of a between-the-lines dance challenge. Brendan Sander, Leo Durkin, Storm Fagata Tafunga, and Cyrus Falalogo burned up the Smithfield House floor with a choreographed masterpiece. More impressed with the BYU volleyball team's dance move or the 13-match win streak. What say ye, Jerem? 13-match win streak, but this is really close. If you haven't seen this video, go to at BYU underscore BTL. They tweeted out. At BYU Volleyball tweeted out. This is fantastic. Like, choreographed by Brendan Sander and uh, Cyrus Fa'alogo. This is legit. This is really good. It's to Bruno Mars. We talked to Bruno. He said we can't use the music today, but you got to go watch this. (laughs) It's really good. My favorite is when they do the transition move right before the end of it where they all go through windows and, like, yes, switch spaces like and then end the up in their original spot. Fantastic. Like, it felt very much like a boy band-esque yes. situation. And, and props to Leo Durkin for, for yeah. being there. Yes. Awesome. I love it. Yes, I Leo. I love it. The setter, the leader, the senior. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready for me to teach you the dance to uh, It's Gonna Be Me from NSYNC? I, if this were 1999, <laughs> yes. <laughs> It is not. Okay. How many of you want to see Jerem Jordan dance to NSYNC and it's going to be me? It could be 100%. With the, with the choreographed dance. Listen to me. I'm not well. It's Let's get Blaine Fowler in on the mix. Uh, who Blaine else? would do it. Blaine's got – listen, Blaine Fowler has so many skills that you don't know about. It's incredible. He's the Oh, Liam, he could do it. He's the Liam Neeson. No, he could do Napoleon it. Napoleon Dynamite yes. at this place. He's got all kinds of nunchuck. Piano. Could Jason Shepard be our Joey Fatone in NSYNC? I don't want to see that. (laughs) I don't want to see that. (laughs) I'm trying to compile, like, who. uh, Lauren um, can dance. Yes, Lauren can dance. dance. Lauren can dance for sure. I don't want to participate. um, And then I don't want to. (laughs) <laughs> Blaine's got some moves. You're thinking yeah. about that imagery, aren't you? <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I don't want to damage the product, you know? I'm all about the company. Gonzaga wins the national championship. Will you do an in-sync dance video for BYU Sports Nation? No. That, that I choreographed. No. Oh. <laughs> I shaved my head on a show, but I want to dance. Our question of the day, are you cheering for Gonzaga in the NCAA tournament? Yes. Why or why not? I think it's collective I yes am. from uh, Studio B. Yes, because with gusto. It's money, and I love them. You do. I love Gonzaga. The love affair they're, with Gonzaga is real. They're they're great. What's not to love about them? They beat BYU. Well, then be better. Mark Few's doing handstands in the locker room. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. When they <laughs> Hashtag BYUSN if you'd like to join the conversation. Coming up, Kyle Collinsworth gets his first NBA start. Big deal, no deal. Ooh, and what looks better right now, Blaine Fowler's hair or his current NCAA tournament bracket? The dual threat analyst joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. The Stanford shirt. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow night, BYU and Utah play a baseball game in the 363rd edition of the rivalry on the diamond. There's no series that's been played more. Then BYU Baseball versus Utah. Watch and listen tomorrow at 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Cannot wait for that one. Cougars need to snap that uh, losing streak. Lost all three to LMU over the weekend. Now, typically when they have wanted to bust a slump, they wear the anthracite gray uniforms. Anthracite. 
And uh, certain members of the staff have joked that uh, their uniforms are used as a distraction method for the opposing team. They can't stop looking at the uniforms, and all of a sudden they're down 5 nothing. The head ball coach. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is a fantastic ploy. Yes. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation rolling right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, and when you respond, use the hashtag BYUSN. Our question of the day, are you cheering for Gonzaga in the NCAA tournament? Yes. Why or why not? At one bald Cairo Duck. Yes. Coach Mark Few is one classy dude, and he has nothing but respect for BYU. Besides, they currently rep the West Coast Conference. Just don't ask about St. Mary's ever. Hashtag BYUSN. Yeah, don't even bring up their name. Did they win? I have paid attention to the NIT. They played tonight. Care against Washington in Moraga. Did they beat Boise State? Boise State lost to Washington at home. Oh. No, no, sorry. Boise State lost at Washington, even though they were a higher seed, because JK, NCAA JK, tournament JK, games... JK, it's the NIT, I don't care. No, NCAA tournament games were in Boise, so they could not play on their home floor. They had a scheduling conflict. There you go. Sorts. There you Gonzaga go. Gonzaga was playing in Boise. And winning. Yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. Joining us now in Studio B, the man who is ready to join our BYUSN boy band, Blaine Fowler. Why'd Hair looks be, great. Why'd it have to be a boy band? Just be a band? The man band? <laughs> oh, it could be boys and girls. <laughs> well, then, then don't oh, that's true. Lauren. Yeah. That's true. Well, I said boy band because of the volleyball situation. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. But we can just be a band. Just we can, a band. We can yeah. be, uh, what's that group from Sweden? Um, I don't I'm trying to think. ABBA. ABBA, thank you. We can be <laughs> BYUSN's ABBA. If we're, do, if we're doing it, you know I'm a hip-hop kid from New York. So <laughs> yes. the only thing is, is just Dave McCann cannot be in it. <laughs> because Dave thinks like a good dance beat is ACDC. <laughs> so he cannot, he cannot be involved. Lay down the beat. Yeah. Okay. Clear, clear up the T-shirt just for everybody. There, the polo. This is the Stanford shirt. Stanford. Stanford I have, shirt, a, I have, right? I have a whole section of Stanford gear, and this is one of them. Explain why you have Stanford gear. Because my son-in-law Dallas was a star there, and we still we watch Stanford all the time. Now we had a little bit of a conflict with Stanford basketball and BYU in the NIT, but that wasn't a hard one. He didn't play basketball, so we were all in with BYU. But but Stanford is our second favorite football program, and. Second favorite school in the country behind Fa- BYU. Favorite Pac-12 school? Absolutely. Okay. Not even close. Okay, who's your second favorite college basketball team besides BYU, Blaine? Well, right now, Gonzaga. Okay. Well, yesterday before they lost, it was University of Maryland, Baltimore. I'm right there with yeah. you. Yeah. That was my favorite. Oh, retrievers. How yeah. awesome was that? I mean, and if you're the retrievers, come on. They're loyal. They're everything. <laughs> the, the gifts that came out featuring yes. golden retrievers after that win. And, and, the, and the fact that they got Aaron Rodgers as a fan and that they're and the guy that made the game-winning buckets said on Twitter, I'll send you some gear. That's what he said to Aaron. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers said, I'm watching you. He put eyes, I'm watching you. And he said, I'll send you some gear. <laughs> Meaning, hey, Aaron, I'll send you some retrievers gear. I became an instant fan. And then they DM, and uh, Jarius Lyles is like, hey, can you pay for the shipping? Because yeah, I'm a college exactly. kid, and you're a multimillionaire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who, who wasn't rooting for those guys? History. They made history. It's that was incredible. my team. So they were my second favorite team just for a short period of time until yesterday. Right now, I'm a huge Zags fan. Huge Zags fan. Fourth Sweet 16 in a row. This is good for BYU because they've earned $510,000 roughly uh, from the units you know, that they acquired. But it, how does this affect the Gonzaga to the Mountain West rumor? Is it working in the West Coast Conference or is this a, a bad thing? I don't know. No, I, so I, th- I really believe that the rumor is leverage for 
um, for Gonzaga because they they deserve a bigger share of the money rights, just like BYU deserved a bigger share of the of the television rights back in the old Mountain West days on the football side of things. Um, Boise State now has that in the Mountain West. They have a their own little side contract that gets them revenue when they generate more revenue. If the Zags are going to the NCAA tournament every single year, and not just going but advancing to the championship game hmm, last year, then then they deserve to get a bigger piece of what they're getting uh, or, or what they're generating. Um, I think this is leverage. they got to be careful what – they wish for and I don't know that they're really wishing to go over there remember I covered that league for ESPN and this is a down year but San Diego State's really good beat them this year and they're everybody's back they're all freshmen and sophomores um they won the the, the only veteran team in that league is Boise State Nevada's young look what Nevada's doing right now Fresno State has a lot of guys coming back it's the league's on the rise again, and, and it goes through fluctuations like everyone else, but there's times when that's a three-bid league. Um, the Zags aren't going to beat everybody other than you know, St. Mary's and that league every year. Um, the league that they're in, the WCC, has never kept them from an NCAA tournament, never kept them from getting a decent seed, didn't keep them from getting to the national championship game, didn't keep them from getting into the Sweet 16 this year. So if they can get financially the package that they want, which I believe the league should really consider and give them if it's reasonable. They got a new commissioner. Then, then, then why, why would they go? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Now, if the league and the presidents you know, turn their noses up and go, forget about it, you, we're, everything's going to stay just as it is, well, then, then there's the risk. But I, I don't know. I think the league is smarter than that. They know that the Zags have, have generated more revenue than anybody else on the basketball side. Gonzaga's run is longer than the run that BYU football had. But let me ask you this. You, you come into the BYU football program in 81. It starts, it starts going, right? 74, Fiesta Bowl, 76, Tangerine Bowl, 79, almost perfect season, 80, 81, McMahon, and so on. Was there a point like in 85 where BYU was anxious at all? Or was, was it like, hey, the whack is good. We're fine. We can... Because what BYU football did is what Gonzaga is sort of doing in hoops, right, nationally. Small conference, we can still be nationally relevant. Robbie Bosco and I used to say um, we in our dorm room when we were together, we go, man, we just don't want to be the guy that starts a quarterback with the first time when we actually lose a conference championship. <laughs> we don't want to be remembered for that. Yeah. And thank goodness, like, you know, we, we made it through our, our time and we never – we never didn't win a championship while I was there. So from 81 to 85, we won a championship every year. Um, but Lavelle was, you know, he was smart enough to see that, oh, you know what, we can be nationally relevant in this league. We can compete in this league. We can be nationally ranked in this league. And that was different. And and there wasn't a, there was a big disparity, but not a humongous disparity in revenue like there is now between the the big, you know, the big schools, the P5 schools and the, and the others, the group of whatever it is. What is the group, group of? of five? Yeah, the group of five. Um, there's such a disparity now. And I think BYU would have been fine in the Mountain West um, if they'd gotten a few of the things that, that they wanted from a television perspective. And I mean, think about what that league could have been had Utah, TCU State, and they bring Boise State, Fresno's kind of back right now. San Diego State is, is on the rise and has played well. That, that'd be as good as a lot of the P5 leagues right yeah. now um, if those those schools had stayed. And so um, back when I was playing, I don't think there was that much angst. I don't think there was a lot of angst for BYU until Utah's going and they're asking for things and, and the rest of the league's going no. And, and so they were kind of forced to make a decision that was better for them and they went. Now let's hope that Gonzaga isn't forced to make a decision that's better than them. Let's hope that the league works with them and they come up with a fair solution and they end up getting what they should get. And they stay in the league. I, and I, what, what do I think? I think that that's more likely than not. Yeah, my personal opinion, 
BYU never would have left the Mountain West Conference had they received what Boise State is getting right now. BYU's yeah. timing was poor. Like, it was just too early. Yeah. And, and, and they didn't get it, and Boise State got it. Yep. Well, and Boise State got it on the heels of, oh, man, we lost BYU. TCU's out. Utah's out. What we, we've got to, to get a big-name football program with some you know, national credibility, we're, we're going to have to rally around and maybe give them a little bit something. Um, so it was on the heels of that. They had learned, and, and they were willing to negotiate with Boise State at that time. The landscape ever fluctuating, not just in college football, but in college basketball now when you look at Gonzaga. Meanwhile, BYU basketball has a fluctuating situation of their own within the coaching staff. Gone is Heath Schroyer. He's the head coach at McNeese State now. That announced last week. What was your initial reaction to the news that Heath was one and done at BYU? I was excited for Heath because he's a, one of my good friends in coaching. And, you know, I covered him when he was head coach at Wyoming and when he's been an assistant coach. So I have a very good relationship with Heath, and I have tremendous respect for what he brings. So I was really happy for Heath. That was my first thought. Um, my second thought was, that's not an easy place to win, so I wish him good luck with that. They've had a history of poor performance. And my third thing was, man, it wasn't long enough. Because I, I feel like he helped. I think Dave Rose made a decision that he made, wanted to make a culture change in the way they approach things. And he specifically handpicked Heath to help him do that. And then they were on this path together where he and Heath were on the same page of what they needed to do. And now all of a sudden Heath is gone. Dave's got to continue on. So he's, he's got to find somebody that can fill that role and go arm in arm with him like Heath was to change the culture um, I wish he just. I was just hoping we could keep him for two years. My, yeah, my best, yeah. my best hope was that we keep him for two years and fully integrate what they were doing. Now the question is, who do you bring in? Because Heath was the X's and O's guy on not just offense but defense. So how does BYU split that up? How does BYU make those assignments? Is it one guy that comes in? Who's the enforcer, the accountability guy? The, the, it's big shoes to fill here. Yeah, and it, it's. I think that that the last part about what you said is the most important thing, and that is. You know, all these guys are, are smart guys. Tim and Quincy, these guys, they, they all are really smart. They all understand the X's and O's and what they were trying to do this last year. Now, Heath had brought some of the things he learned in North Carolina State and his time in Wyoming and everywhere he had been to this. And they had this – he and Dave putting their heads together and coming up with what they wanted to do. But the rest of that staff knows from an X's and O's perspective what, what they want to do moving forward. The big gap is – I mean, Heath is a – he is a commanding presence. Like, he – He's got a lot of street credibility with the kids. And when he gets out there and starts barking with his big voice, and these kids fall in line and do what they're supposed to do. Um, he's very you know, good at holding people accountable. And so I think for Dave, he needs to go out and find somebody that's a voice that will command respect and that will bring kind of that edge where I don't care. If you don't do what I ask you to do, then you're going to sit down right here next to me and you won't play. They need that. And uh, and to me, that's the bigger thing, not the X's and O's, because I think he was here long enough that they all understand what they want to do from an X's and O's perspective. But does BYU want to go back to the run-and-gun kind of Dave Rose traditional offense, or do they play defense more? Do they slow it down again? It, 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 there wasn't a major change in the season result, right? Right, and I think because in the first season doing this, there were some ups and downs, so there were some lapses. But I think as, as you step back and look at it, you go, yeah, this is the right direction. Um, to, to win and to lose fewer games on, on the road, um, you have to be able 
to shut people down when you're not making shots on the road. And we saw flashes of that um, during this season. I, I think that they're going the right direction. I think at the end of the season they had a good balance where they were maybe pushing it a little bit more but still holding them accountable defensively. So it's a balance kind of between what they were doing and what they tried to do at the beginning of the season compared to what they were doing at the end of the season. I mean, the, that, the game in uh, uh, the semifinals um, that they played against St. Mary's, my goodness, that's a glimpse of what – that's what – there's the formula, right? That's the formula for what they want to do. All right. The offseason for basketball and football, both intriguing in their own right, just because of angst. And that's the word that Jerem used uh, earlier to describe the feeling within – a lot of BYU sports right no now. No NCAA tournament, no bowl game. It's kind of angsty, right? Mm-hmm. Meet the I, I heard him say angsty. I was back in the control room, I, and I thought, is that a word? So, <laughs> it so is I, now. I Googled it, and it said, see Jerem Jordan. He made the word. <laughs> <laughs> At least it knows who I am. Okay. Well, let's start with this football question and end with it for that matter. Some of the quarterbacks are taking live reps, meaning they're facing a full-speed rush and being tackled and hurried, and they're under duress. Why or why not do you like that ideology in spring football from Kalani Satake, Jeff Grimes, and Eric Rodder because they try and find their guy? I'm completely okay with it. And, and the reason is we don't have somebody out there that's absolutely proven, that's game proven. And so to separate them, because there's lots of seven-on-seven seven heroes with no pass rush and not being hit that look <laughs> fantastic or that go out in these – you guys, I hate these 11-on-11 11 11 things. He was the number one quarterback at the Elite 11 camp. Who gives a crap, okay? Because I can go right now, and I'm 55 years old, and be phenomenal in 11-on-11 11 11 Elite camp, but I can't play a down out there right now because I would get killed, right? So 11-on-11 11 11 or Elite 11, 7-on-7 seven seven camps tell me nothing other than they can throw the football. Until you let these guys have a pass rush in their face, see how they adjust in the pocket, see how they move and what kind of confidence they play with and where they throw the ball at the right time to the right spots when they got a pass rush coming around them, now you can tell who can actually play. So I'm completely okay with it. When when Robbie and I were sophomores kind of going for the job the next year, this is when Steve was graduating and Jim was gone, um, they hit us in spring ball. They hit us in the spring game. I remember that Leon White was not on my team. And he hit me like four times in a row. I got the ball out, but he hit me like four times in a row. And I was like, Leon, dude, like why are – and he's like, you know I love you, man, but I got to do my job. And so I'm hitting you high. I'm going, oh, hey, that's fantastic. <laughs> so I had great respect for Leon, but he had to do his job. And you know what? He was making me better. And we were showing the coaches, Robbie and I, whether or not we could get smacked and still get the ball out. Unless you hit them, and there's some risk with that for them getting hurt. But unless you do that, how do you really know if they can play? Amen. Ah, I agree 100%. And that uh, if you'd like to hear our initial conversation, download the podcast, Blaine. But, rem- stuff, but remember, Kurt Govea was on my team. so oh, At least you had yeah, Kurt. So, yeah. I didn't have Leon. But you had Kurt. But I did have Kurt. You did have Kurt, <laughs> who delivered one of the all-time great hits in BYU football. Oh, he hit Robbie. We talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Still to come as we say goodbye to Blaine Fowler. Hey, coming up, news from the West Coast Conference on a new commissioner and four teams still playing. Uh, yeah. And Does BYU, that matter? BYU baseball didn't have a great weekend, but BYU softball did. And we'll tell you why in our BYU Sports Nation headlines. Hey, get Leon White on your team, dude. I always want Leon White on my team. 
Welcome back on a Monday, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. Blaine Fowler just told us he's 55 years old and could dominate at an Elite 11 camp. Do you agree, disagree? You'll be entertained if you download the podcast, that is for sure. Absolutely. I sense some headlines coming on, Jerem. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. BYU football in practice number seven of spring ball today. In fact, Blaine Fowler just told us he's on his way back to watch more. At least they got a one-day spring break on Friday, right? A little bit of rest. You can watch for Facebook Live post-practice interviews and a wrap-up on the BYU TV Sports Facebook account beginning around 1.10 p.m. Eastern time. BYU Baseball lost all three against LMU over the weekend, open West Coast Conference play. It's the first series BYU's been swept at home since 2015. Cougars and Utes tomorrow night, 8 Eastern, live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. BYU softball sweeping Southern Utah in a doubleheader, 8 to nothing, and 10 to 2 on Friday night in the team's home opening series. Senior Alexis Strid won a perfect 3-for-3 three three from the plate in Game 1, including a walk-off mercy rule invoking home run that Gary Scheide called literally two seconds before it happened. I know. That was awesome. That was outstanding. The Cougars head to Baton Rouge next for a tournament, including two games against 8th-ranked LSU. Oh, and I think they face the 11th-ranked team in the country, Alabama, as well. So the challenge wow. is issued once again. SEC, how about that? And the West Coast Conference announces the hiring of Gloria Navarez as the new commissioner of the league. Navarez comes to the conference after serving as the senior associate commissioner and senior wo- uh, woman administrator in the Pac-12 over the past eight years. So right in, and Navarez has to figure out how to keep Gonzaga in yeah, the league. Yeah, pay him more money, Gloria. <laughs> <laughs> or do they just want to go and they're going to leave? Like, I don't know. Like, what a challenge uh, to be hired and deal with that right away, right? Our question of the day, are you cheering for Gonzaga in the NCAA tournament? Why or why not? At our greenhouse says, yes, they are our friendly rival. They are from our conference. And most importantly, they are a small underdog type mid-major school. Not, no. <laughs> well, pun intended, I think. But yes. they're not mid-major. They're power. They are a power They're, they're the Boise State football where it's like, okay, anybody could schedule them and it's a quality game. Yeah, greater than Boise State football right They now. are greater than Boise State football. Yeah, they have. Yeah. They have there, was a, there was a time where they, where they were even. As soon as Gonzaga cracked into the Final Four last year, it changed. It absolutely did. That'd be the equivalent of uh, Boise State football not just winning a New Year's Six, that's Sweet 16-ish to me, of actually getting into the college football playoff. Now, had the playoff been around – when uh, Kellen Moore was around, then maybe they would have cracked in. They were top five around that time. At Toshalin 19, cheer for Gonzaga? Sure, why not? I respect them. Cheer for St. Mary's? Never. I'd rather chew my own arm off. Okay. 168-hour <laughs> situation here. I hate them more than Utah. Yes, I said it. So I'm glad it's the Zags making a run. Are we giving a uh, <laughs> you know, parental... Advisory. Advisory? Chew your own arm off? Did BYU Sports wow. Nation just become TV 14? <laughs> well, I th- are we PG? I think we're PG. That's yes. definitely PG 13. Jeez. <laughs> Man, someone got past the goalie. Holy cow. I- I'm cheering for Gonzaga because I think it's good for the league. Now, for and I like they're likable. Mark View hasn't done anything to tick me off. They haven't had anyone elbow a be, like there's so much respect there, it's actually almost almost makes me sick how much respect there is. But St. Mary's, there's vitriol there. 
I didn't like. I don't want to cheer for Utah. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I hold Utah in the same regard as St. Mary's. Utah State is like, ah, eh, just go over there, whatever. So when they win, it's like really annoying. It's like, ah, oh, little brother, gotcha, you know. But for Gonzaga, it's like, oh, you guys are so great. Like, <laughs> like your best friend in high school is more popular than you. That's Gonzaga. <laughs> like, yeah, I want to hang with him. I want to hang with him. Oh my goodness! At Ames Flames. Yes, cheering for Gonzaga because it makes our loss to them by 20 in the West Coast Conference no, Finals less embarrassing. No, it doesn't. Kozaks. It does not. It just. It is hey, remember it that is. one time BYU was tied with Gonzaga in Spokane and uh, Zach Norvell had a big three because he does that every game? Simeon High in Chicago, bro. Holy cow. Coming up, Kyle Collinsworth gets the starting nod in the NBA. Big deal or no deal? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer, chicks dig the long ball, right? Yes, that's a Nike commercial. BYU Baseball's Brock Hale has six home runs this year. Do you know how many home runs Utah has? Six. Watch the Utes against Brock Hale tomorrow at 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Yeah. Yeah, I sense uh, lucky number seven might happen tomorrow. Oh, snap. Let's go. Boom. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. It has been a loaded Monday show featuring boy bands and great hair and elite 11 throwdown quotes. <laughs> Lane Fowler. Busted brackets all over the 55 place. 55-year-old Blaine. A Stanford shirt. <laughs> There's a lot of weird things I going know. on it, in the show. I know. It really is And I weird. love it. Uh-huh. And we invite more weirdness with our question of the day. Are you cheering for Gonzaga in the NCAA tournament? Why or why not? Arms getting chewed off uh, rather than rooting for St. Mary's? Yeah, that's intense. Uh-huh, uh-huh. At 86, W.I. Coog. Have a lot of respect for Zaga, so I am cheering for them in the tournament. Zaga. Okay. Well coached, fun team to watch. As long as they aren't playing the Y, I want Zaga to do well. And it's a bigger check for the Y the further they advance. Yeah, what's BYU doing with this money? That's the question. That's a question for uh, the athletic department, right? We get paid out of this? <laughs> Go Zags! We get a we get a bonus? <laughs> no. Yeah, we wish. Uh, that would be a big deal, right? That would be a big deal. <laughs> Make it a bigger deal. Our crew deserves some of that Zag money. We, yeah, yeah, stay in the league, Gonzaga, yeah. Let's play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal, No Deal. Presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together at visitprovo.org. It's definitely a big deal. Ben Bagley, what do you have for us at number one? Big deal, no deal. Four WCC teams still alive in NCAA postseason yeah. play. <laughs> so you got the memo on white. Uh, no deal. The only one that matters is Gonzaga. Who are the others? San Diego still playing. San Francisco. And that other team. The other team. The other team. Yeah. Uh, no <laughs> deal. Only Gonzaga matters. I don't even... CIT, CBI, NIT. Are you rooting for San Francisco or Utah no. Valley who play each oh, Utah other Valley. in the CBI, I, like, I think? I like Pope and Cody Figure and Disappointed All the Million Mormons, Chris Burgess, all those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Roger Reed, man. Awesome. It's not a big deal. Well, I, I, you know what? The fo- that there it's are a four. Big, That's the question. It's a big deal that one team is still playing that in the NCAA postseason. Right. Yeah. yeah. The four? Nah. 
I mean, it's from the West Coast Conference perspective, it's like, yeah, great. We want our teams to win games and, you know, respect. And Like if BYU is in the CBI right now, come on. Have, no. so, have some love. You want to know how the West Coast Conference will earn respect for BYU. if Gonzaga makes another run of the Final Four? Right. And San Francisco and San Diego, hey, good for you. But Keep I don't. Playing. I don't care. Keep but playing. good for you. Yeah, and, and good San, for you. San Diego, particularly because they've gone through some really, really difficult situations late in their season. So I'm happy to see them win some games and do well. All right, number two, big deal, no deal. The WCC has hired Gloria Neveres as the new commissioner. This is a big deal. She's got to figure out how to keep Gonzaga in the league. Is it leverage? Is for more money? What is it? She's got to deal with that, literally. She has to make a deal with Gonzaga to figure out how to keep them in the league. Because the West Coast Conference brand is Gonzaga men's basketball. Let's be frank. Nationally. There are obviously a lot of good programs and a lot of good sports. But nationally, the brand is the Zags. And you've got to keep them if you're the West Coast Conference. This is a big deal because of the challenge that you bring up. How does she do that? Hey, welcome. Uh, we're excited to have you as our commissioner. Um, now we need you to convince Gonzaga to stay in the West Coast Conference. Right. And Good luck. The point of view is the other schools slash the office itself. And uh, she's been with the Pac-12. She has some great experience uh, there. Um, so we'll see if she can keep Gonzaga it, in the league. If I'm her, I am selling hard on the fact that you have been in the West Coast Conference. You have dominated. The method is working. The model works right now. Why would you leave? You want more money? Okay, we'll give you more money. Stay here. The model works. We'll give you more money. If it's more than money, it's going to be hard to keep them in. Agreed. Yeah. But we'll find if out. We'll like, find out if it like, is more than like, money. I wonder if Gonzaga's just bored. Are they just bored if in the they league? Leave? Do they just want to like get go to like sometimes you've been in your house for I moved like 15 times when I was younger. I did want to stay in the same place. But some people just want to move. Like, I have a brother and I moves like eight, every 18 months. Some people just want to for get out of a situation. For me, it's cars. For you, it's cars. For me, it's cars. Like, it's like every, what, year uh, and a half, two years? Year and a half, two years. Like, yeah, uh, yeah I like this car, but I want another one. Maybe Gonzaga's reached that point when they're just, they're just done. I don't know. I, I personally hope they stay in the league. But if they leave, I don't know. There's we'll an know. opening for BYU. We'll know the answer to that question if they leave. If they leave, it's more than money. Because I guarantee the West Coast Conference is like, you've earned it. We're going to cut you a bigger portion of the check. And if they say, eh, yeah. we still want to go anyway, then your question is answered. Right. We're tired of the WCC. Yeah. I don't know. Compelling stuff. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Kyle Collinsworth gets his first NBA start with the Mavs on Saturday, scoring four points and grabbing seven boards. Listen, the Mavs are like 36 games. <laughs> back of first but to me this doesn't matter this is a big deal Kyle Collinsworth uh is is a guy who has had to fight his way into the league undrafted G League torn ACL didn't have much of a three-point jumper at all coming out of college and here he is starting a game in the NBA I think this is a that's big a deal. big deal yes at big Russia five because that's his Twitter handle that Jerem. is his Twitter handle he has worked his way into the starting five for the Dallas Mavericks he could be on the roster and it's like being on the okay, roster cool, is great. enough for me to go big deal. He's really starting a game and who knows if he'll start a few more games as the season progresses. But if you're starting games, your chances of hanging around with that team, even after all the fallout are a little bit better. You might as well play well and play hard and try and impress the coaches because there's going to be some serious change for the Mavericks, knowing Mark Cuban over the off season. It's hard to be a point guard that doesn't have much of a jump shot in the NBA. So it's it, let alone a guy that tore his ACL in college. You know what I mean? So the fact that he's in the league, he's like he's the Daniel Sorensen of sorts 
in the NFL. Unique for where he is and what he's doing. And if you're good at it and can prove your value as a starter, you have a better chance of hanging around. It's a big deal for him to not just be on the roster, but to right. actually be playing minutes. And, and maybe the fact Starting. that the Mavericks are struggling benefits him in a way. I don't really care what the situation. The fact that he starts a game for anybody. Great. Awesome. Great stuff. Awesome. Number four. Big deal, no deal. BYU baseball drops all three games in their WCC opening series versus LMU. I would normally say big deal on this, but I'm going no deal because it's the opening series and you have several series to kind of figure it out. BYU doesn't have to be the one seed or the two seed or the three. They have to be in the top four to make the West Coast Conference Tournament in Stockton, and then you go from there. I'm channeling my inner Mike Littlewood here. This is a big deal. Oh, He takes it really hard. Hey, and a series opening loss in conference play, like at home, at home, he values conference play as he should, as do all coaches in the WCC more than any other game. So to lose all three, that's a yeah, that's a straight up punch in the gut for BYU baseball. So as I think about Mike Littlewood's perspective, and I, you know, I'm close to the program because the call out of the games, I think it is a big deal, and I hope that it's a Big motivator for BYU baseball against Utah tomorrow, and then as they approach another WCC series Gonzaga. coming weekend, yeah, and that's a big one. BYU will be playing Gonzaga during the Gonzaga Sweet Sixteen game. By it's the way. not going to get easier. Gonzaga is a good baseball program. Yeah, ESPNU coming into town. BYU TV doing the rest of the game. So BYU radio, of course, so big weekend. Number five, last one, big deal, no deal. Jacob Hanneman goes three for four on Saturday for the Cubs with a monster oppo field homer. Yeah, Hannah monster. This was in Vegas, and it was opposite field for uh, a lefty who's known for his speed. This is a big deal. Anytime you hit a homer, I know it's spring training, home home run, spring training for the Cubs in Vegas, awesome. Yeah, I mean, just do good things, get noticed. He's a great defender. He got noticed a lot in double-A ball and now in triple-A ball because he makes diving catches. Yes, and he needs to hit the ball better. Sports yeah. Center top ten. If you can hit the ball better, which this is a sign of that, going opposite field for a homer, and do it consistently, yeah, it's a big deal. Absolutely. And I hope that he uh, – yeah, can, he struggled in spring training a little bit. He's, he's bounced back. He's a career 246 hitter in the minors, so hopefully he can leverage that into an appearance for the Cubs this year. Hey, coming up, Charles Abuo goes off in France. He's oh, still playing. Oh, an Abuo reference. Okay. And BYU softball. Oh, mercy. Take that, Southern Utah. This is BYU Sports Nation. The Cougar Whip Round up next. Big Deal, No Deal is sponsored by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guest, Blaine Fowler. If you miss any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Boy bands, 55-year-old elite 11 quarterback. It was all there. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. Coming up this week, Heath Troyer in BYU Baseball's D.C. Clausen. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Baseball. Bad Cats lost 9-4 against LMU in the series finale Saturday. BYU was swept in all three uh, games. This marks the first sweep at home for the Cougars since 2015. Cougars and Utah Utes tomorrow night, 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Softball. BYU sweeps Southern Utah in a doubleheader 8-0 and 10-2 on Friday. In the team's home opening series, played 25 games away from home before they finally played on their home field. 
Alexa Strid, perfect three for three in game one, including a walk-off mercy rule invoking home run. Cougars playing Baton Rouge next for a tournament with eighth-ranked LSU, among others. Cougars in the NBA. Kyle Collinsworth made his first career start in the NBA, had 4.7 rebounds for the Mavericks as they lost to the Brooklyn Nets on Saturday. Cougars in the major leagues. Jacob Hanneman, 3-for-4 on Saturday with a home run to the opposite field for the Chicago Cubs and two doubles in an 11-4 victory over the Indians in spring training. Soccer. The women's team in spring ball themselves beat CSUN 3-0 and UNLV 2-0 on Saturday. Tennis. BYU men's tennis tops SMU 4-1 in the backdrop of the BNP Open Collegiate Tennis Challenge on Saturday. The Cougars now 12-2 on the season, nice. bouncing back after a tough loss to Tulsa to earn the win against the Mustangs. Track and field. In the first weekend of the outdoor season, Derek Sorensen earned, it, earned two personal bests at the USC Trojan Invitational. He won the 100 in uh, 10-46, and he took second in the 200 with a 20-9-7. Ashton Reiner... Through 48.13 meters in the javelin. Seventh best throw in Ooh. Cougar history. Wow. Rugby. BYU women's rugby beat Boise State 86 to nothing on Saturday. And we need a different word than beat. BYU <laughs> men's rugby beat Central Washington 46-26 on Saturday. Now that's, that's a more that's appropriate beat. use yeah, of beat. beat. Cougars overseas. Charles Abuo scored 27 points with four steals and three assists in an FOS Providence loss in France. Is it a blow or a buo? <laughs> I'm going to leave that. You make the call. A buo. Today's Rise and Shout yeah, brought to you by Dexter Coast right now. And not? Dexter, help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. You're a men's volleyball for their dance video in case you missed it. I believe we tweeted it out. If not, Between the Lines and uh, BYU Volleyball tweeted out. Fantastic stuff. Bruno Mars dance. Four guys. Awesome. They have inspired our hour. Uh, boy your, band plus Lauren your, uh, dance group. Not our. Your. <laughs> Are you cheering for Gonzaga in the NCAA tournament? Why or why not? Yes. That is our Twitter question of the day at Spencer underscore BYU. This is my burner account. Heck yeah! I always like to see solid programs be rewarded with success. Mark Few has built an incredible program, plus my bracket is destroyed at this point. So, go Zags! Yeah, I'm into that. Our elite tweet of the day from at JJ underscore Crow 3. Gonzaga-BYU is a rivalry in the most classic sense. In my opinion, you love to beat them, but only because of how deeply you respect them. So, yes, I love to see them succeed whenever they aren't playing BYU. Plus, they can help me win my family bracket competition. There you go. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. The show's on demand, BYUSN.com. People taking advantage of the 280 characters now on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jerem. I am Spencer. Shout out to Scott Colley. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. We'll see you at spring football in a minute.